Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today at Life Church Home. This is our podcast, and this is so crucial to what we do here because we want to help people understand how great God is and how great His purpose for your life is. And so I know today you're going to be blessed, encouraged, and strengthened by this message. So come on, let's get it started. If you were here last week, we talked and we redefined what we mean and, and why we call ourselves Life Church. If you missed that message, you can get it in the bookstore. You can go ahead and get that. And, and it's just basically so simple. Church should be simple. Life is so complex. Life is full of complexity. But if we can make church and boil it down to its essence, then we're going to understand it. So when Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly, it was to counteract what the devil wanted to do to destroy our life. So we've got to be so clear that we cannot be passive and we cannot be in neutral as a Christian. Because if you are, the devil will literally attack you and assail you. So I opened it up last week and talked about Exodus chapter 16 and 17 and talked about manna. What is it? And talked about how you can be in this place. Well, what really is life? Well, life should be not only eternal in duration, but it should be exceedingly abundant in its quality. And what we're in a series in now about fresh life is helping to improve the quality of our life. Week on week, month on month, year on year. Your life should be growing. Your family should be growing. And so now I'm going to approach how you practically do that. I want to get into the, the nuts and bolts of the way we think and how we approach this because this is how we do. This is how we build, all right? So you ready for this week? You ready? Okay, here we go. Today's message, I want to mention to, to, to this. This is the title of what I want to talk about. The title is this. Find the fantastic in your familiar. Find the fantastic in your familiar. Now, this is so important that we understand this, and I'm going to talk about this in two different aspects this morning. I'm going to talk about how you find the fantastic in your world, in your inner world, in your private world, and then how that affects your outer world. And so how, how, how best to do this than the illustration that God, through the Holy Spirit, dropped into my heart and into my spirit. So could I have our team come out and help me this morning with our demonstration? Got to love our team. Here they all come. Let's start with, if we can keep, if we can keep the world, let's start with your world first. Could I have my your world team? Your world. Okay, this is your world, and all this makes sense. You stand here and hold that sign up. Your world. Could I have my your world team? Thanks so much, Bishop family. Come right here. This amazing newly, newlywed couple. Still celebrating. Still celebrating. And this is how we go. This is your world. So I want you to hold hands. Hold hands like this. Okay. This is your world, and I want you to represent Jesus. You jump in the middle of their world and hold that sign up. Hold the sun up high, as high as you can. This is your world. Now, at the moment for this couple, this newly married couple, they need to strengthen their inner world, their inner marriage. And you represent Jesus. Jesus in the center of your relationship is always the strength and source of your inner world. But if you notice, they have to look at Jesus to strengthen their inner world. And as they strengthen their inner world, this is what happens. If I can have my outer world come... All my outer world team, please come. Please come. Don't be embarrassed. And I want you to surround the inner world. And I want you to face outward for me. Surround the, come on, make a ring around. It's not very complicated. 
We're not doing geometry, people. Oh, you remember your geometry days? Judith, what are you doing? Form a, form a circle, Judith. Form a circle. A circle. Okay. Face outward. I know this is like leadership 101. Stay with me, church. Hold hands. Hold, everybody hold hands and form an outer circle. Very good. And if you could hold the world up, that would be fantastic. Now, this is what happens if you could stay where you are for a moment. If you want your outer world to grow, you have to strengthen your inner world first. So many people want to strengthen their outer world while neglecting their inner world. And after 20 years in ministry, 21 in this church, and many years before that, makes me sound old, but the truth is I have seen many people want to focus on their outer world and neglect their inner world. And the more your outer world grows, outer world, can you grow for me? Can you step, take a step forward and stretch? The more your outer world grows, the stronger your inner world has to become. Because you will be strained as your outer world begins to increase and grow. You begin to stretch out, stretch out, outer world, stretch out, outer world, stretch out, stretch out, stretch out. And when you start to stretch out in your outer world, guess where the pressure is manifested? The pressure is manifested in here in your inner world because your inner world time gets more strain and diverse. So how you beat this stretch on your outer world is you grow closer in your inner world. Inner world, can you grow closer? Closer, stronger. Closer and stronger. Now, pay attention. Pay attention. Uh, this looks a bit strange, but stay with me. Okay. I'm going to get into the Word of God in a minute and show you this from the Word, but first I want to show you the picture so you understand it. Now, this is what an enemy does when an enemy wants to destroy your outer world. Phil, can you be the devil for me? I picked Phil because, yeah, he's very scary. You can tell he's been acting on this. Now, what the enemy wants to do, the enemy wants to do is destroy your inner world. He doesn't attack your outer world because he knows the outer world is too diverse, it's too spread apart, but if he wants to destroy your outer world, all he has to do is separate the inner world. The inner relationships, your network, whether you're married or whether you're close friends, if an enemy can get in your inner world, guess what? Your outer world is automatically decimated. How many churches have we seen collapse and fall when the inner world gets destroyed? And then the move of God gets damaged. And guess where complaining and grumbling starts? In the inner world. And if complaining and grumbling starts in the inner world, the outer world is automatically destroyed. Thank you so much. Give our volunteers a round of applause. Come off the stage. I'll keep preaching. I don't want to keep them up any longer. Okay, now, as I open the Word of God, I want you to remember that picture, your inner world and outer world. Let me define what I mean by familiar. Being familiar is best demonstrated like this. What does this look like to you? It's a piece of wood. It's just a piece of wood, right? This is familiar. It's an old piece of wood. To many of you, you would think, oh, it's just a piece of wood. But for me, this has such incredible significance. Because this, to me, this piece of wood was sitting on the beach when I renewed my wedding vows to my wife in August in Florida. And so what I did, Charlotte and I did with tears streaming, 
with this incredible recommitment of our love, this piece of wood was literally next to where we recommitted our wedding vows. And just being a piece of wood, I realized I can leave this piece of wood on the beach or I could take it through customs, <laughs> which is what I did. So I took the wood and I, 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 I treated it. I put it in a freezer to kill the termites that were inside of the wood. I wrapped it in cling film and then aluminum foil, and I smuggled it back to the UK. And now it sits in my office as a permanent reminder of our commitment to strengthen my inner world. And so you look at this and see a familiar piece of wood. I look at it and see, fantastic. This is amazing. Who does this? I'm going to go into the wedding vow renewal business. If you need somebody to renew wedding vows, call me up. Because I've never heard of anyone renewing their wedding vows before. I've heard of people getting married. I've heard of people getting divorced and separated and coming back together again. But we wanted to take something that was familiar to remember the fantastic. The word familiar is derived from the word family. In other words, the familiar are the people that you see every day, day by day, right through your week. The fantastic is what we might think about when we think of a traveling around the world or, wow, it sounds so exotic, Steve, to go to Florida. No, the fantastic is Monday morning when I see my wood on my desk and I think, I'm so blessed to be married. I'm so blessed to be building a life, to be strengthening my inner world. And that's the beauty of what I want to talk about. Fantastic. Is your life fantastic? Well, let me tell you how you get your life to another level and to another plane. Let's open the Word of God in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 is incredible. It, it helps explain the unexplainable. And here we start in verse 14. For this reason, I kneel before the Father. Note the posture of strengthening your inner world. Some of you just saw Matt on his knees as he introduced that new song. You think, what's that about? Well, the posture of strengthening your inner world starts with prayer. Humility. Understanding that God's dream is so much bigger than your dream. And here is this mighty apostle Paul who was forgiven of so much understanding that he is not over familiar in a wrong sense, but he starts his positioning of from this sense of prayer and humility, and he goes on to say this, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. And that word power is the same word dunamos that I taught about just a few weeks ago when I talked about how God gives you power. You know, you have to have power to strengthen your inner world. And there's a power that you draw from to strengthen your inner relationships. You might be here and you're not married yet. Well, thank God you're not yet married. And now this is an opportunity and a time for you to strengthen your inner being. Because after you get married, you, it's a lot more difficult and complex to manage another person and another relationship. And then you bring children into the situation and it gets more complex. You bring cats into the situation, that's just demonic, we're not even going to go there. But the inner being part, the strengthening part, you have to take notice of. 
Your inner world, Paul's trying to describe, is so vitally important that you can become so familiar with your circumstances and surroundings that you don't see that your breakthrough starts when you change your routine. Your breakthrough starts when you have better habits than you had the year before or the week before. You change your world and your inner being by starting your day with better habits. Before my feet get out of my bed in the morning, I thank God like we did in the worship. I thank God for my responsibilities, for my opportunities. I even thank God for my failures and try to learn from them pretty much most mornings. Why? Because I have prayed this prayer. And when I understand that my inner being is being strengthened, I understand that God loves me perfectly just the way I am. But he doesn't let me stay the way I am. And so you think, oh, God loves me perfectly, and now I have the motivation to be changed into the image of Jesus Christ. See, what's happening before our very eyes, Life Church, is the people around you are being transformed. But you can't see them exterior change. You can only see the inner change. That's why we have to believe the best. And of course, Ephesians 3 goes on to talk about this, so that we may have this dwelling through faith, being rooted and established in love. Rooted and established. Your inner being is rooted in love. Established in love. Power. There's that word again, dunamos, together with the Lord's holy people. And then to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, that you may be filled. Wow. Who needs to be filled with the love of God this morning? You know, your entire inner being changed when you realize how much God loves you. Your value systems change. Your identity changes. Your purpose changes when you realize literally there is no room for self-doubt because love has been growing and exploding in your inner being. And, and, you know, it's a bit like popcorn. I love to eat popcorn. Do you like to eat popcorn? Do you know that the, the reason why popcorn pops is because on the inside of a popcorn kernel, we were talking about this last night as we were eating popcorn, that there's a drop of moisture inside the kernel of corn. And as the popcorn, as, as it starts to get heated up by exterior pressures, there comes a moment when the water inside the popcorn is converted to steam. And at that moment, literally the popcorn kernel turns inside out. And what was inside comes outside. And here's the truth. When the enemy turns up heat around you and you're going through external pressure, you better make sure on the inside of you, you are rooted and established in love. Because when you're rooted and established in love, the greater the pressure, the greater you get squeezed, the harder stuff gets. What comes out of you is love. All you need is love. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that worship song was written, aren't you? And that's really true. But in the Christian experience, we've got to understand that if what comes out of us when we get squeezed is grumbling and complaining, we grieve the Spirit of God. When you get squeezed and you don't understand what's going on around you, you better be very careful what you let out of you and what you let vent out of your own mouth. Because here we've got this mighty leader, Paul, who is so squeezed, and what comes out of him in prison, what comes out of him in his time of persecution is the book of Romans? What? 
What comes out of this mighty apostle Paul is more churches and more grace and more wisdom when he's, when he's squeezed to the point of tears and pain and suffering and persecution. Wow. Persecution is not our microwave doesn't work on a Sunday morning. Or the Nespresso machine is broken down and so we're out. No, that's not persecution. You look at what's going on around the world, streams of refugees coming out of Syria, you know, by the thousands. And you see that and you think the only way we can meet that exterior need in the world is to strengthen an inner love on the inside. So we are not full of compassion fatigue in any way. And our inner being has got to be strengthened and grown to the point where we are rooted and established in love. There is so much we've got to understand about the power of love. Let me show you this because before I show you the picture of Charlotte when we renewed our wedding vows, which is beautiful because she looks amazing. I wanted to show you this because if I wasn't able to recognize the familiar, I wouldn't be able to recognize the fantastic. And what I want to show you is, this is a picture of Charlotte the day we renewed our wedding vows about three weeks ago. If I could just get that up. She looks beautiful, my gorgeous wife. 20 years on a marriage. 20 years on. And what's so amazing about this moment is, is we decided that we were going to recommit to strengthen our inner world. And this was very expensive. It cost a lot to do it financially. But we thought, what a better thing to invest. Can we think of a better thing to invest in? No, we can't. So we thought, we're going to strengthen our covenant of marriage, our commitment of marriage. And there you see my son, who is my best man, walking his mother down to read. Because our children, obviously, they weren't born when we got married. And now for them to see Jesus in the center of our relationship, i got another picture here for you, the next picture that can come up. And I looked at my wife that day, and I thought, God, you have done a miracle. Why in the world does this girl love me? Wow. There's a point of time when you have to realize that is God's grace. And I, I'm going to celebrate my marriage. I'm going to celebrate my relationship. And this next picture, one I love so much, just being on the beach, thinking about our destiny, thinking about our future, thinking about what God wants to do next. And I wanted to do this. I wanted to let you know this is a, a decision that we made to strengthen our world. We decided we're gonna strengthen our inner world. This wasn't just one morning we woke up with an idea. I've been carrying this idea for years. And I thought, why shouldn't we do this now? Why shouldn't we do it? We should make this decision. We should so do this. And it starts with a cold, sober decision. Cold, sober, like you just wake up and you decide, right, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna strengthen my relationship. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to strengthen my relationship with my children. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to strengthen my relationship with my neighbors. And you start growing decisively and strategically and very intentionally situations in your life. I'm asking you this morning, what situations should you intentionally choose to strengthen? Who, who do you want to get closer to? Who do you want to get stronger to? How can you build those relationships? Because if you don't have peace in your kitchen... If you don't have peace in your bedroom, if you don't have peace behind closed doors, then when you come into worship and you're in the presence of God, guess what you're thinking about? You're thinking about the areas of dispeace. And that's the way the enemy operates. And the enemy is going to remind you of your disagreements. 
The enemy will remind you in a place of worship your failures and your shortcomings. And I want to teach you, church, it's about time to get that old lying devil to shut up. And stop accusing lies and say, enough is enough, no longer. Not in my household, not in my relationships, not in my family. And the truth is, you don't have to be married to get this operating. You need it right now. I do this all the time. I say to the people close to me, I say, I really value you and appreciate you. And I try to find words to articulate people that are close to me to strengthen my inner being. And that's something we should so, get so much better at, church. When's the last time you told your best friend that they were your best friend? When's the last time you created a moment to say, I just so value your friendship. I am so prioritizing that. And there's this horrible thing that we do called assumption. And the Bible calls it the sin of assumption. It's in our culture. Don't let the sin of assumption operate. Grab a hold of your best friend. Do something special for them in this next three months. Create a moment and say to that friend, look, you are so important to me. What you're doing is you're strengthening your inner world. You're strengthening your inner being. And we've got to get so much better at it as we advance and as we grow. Listen to this in Ephesians as we stay in Ephesians chapter 3. Listen to verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Wow, think about that. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you may know this love that surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Question, are the relationships with those close to you filled with the fullness of God? Then you've got some work to do. Because what we often do with people close to us is we drain them instead of fill them. And we drain them because we ourselves need encouragement. And, and the truth is, at your weakest, if you can take a step back and then strengthen the people closest to you, guess what? You are going to be strengthened. You'll find that if you decide what I'm going to do is not talk about what I don't have, I'm going to talk about what I do have. I'm not going to focus anymore about her weakness or about her, her things she needs to change in or my friend needs to change in. I'm going to change me. I'm going to start with me. I have chosen to start with me. And because I've chosen that, if I make a mistake or if I make an error, I'm going to change. I'm going to be better. I'm going to grow me because I understand if I strengthen my inner world, then I'm going to grow my outer world. Now, I'm going to move on to the world next, but if you want to spend more time thinking and praying and developing your inner world, some things and tools that have really helped me, one is a book called Ordering Your Private World by Gordon McDonald. Great book that I want to recommend. Another one is Fail Forward by John Maxwell. John Maxwell has some great leadership stuff about growing your inner world, and we're just skating over this on a Sunday morning, but this is so deep. This is why we have life groups and why we have pastoring and why we have sozo and why we do so many other things as a church because we realize and recognize that we have to get the church strong. I believe this with all my heart. The church is not a hospital. It's not a hospital. The church has an A&R. It has an emergency. But then the church gets you whole and healthy and out of the hospital into health and wholeness and vibrancy. It's no good if we just spend our whole life in the wards or in the emergency room. No, we want to get whole so we can enjoy life, not stay in this place where we need healing. Healing we need. 
healing we need. Our scars need to be dealt with. But then we go from that into eternal life. Let's teach this and preach this like it should be taught and preached. The church was never meant to be a hospital. The church is an army, people. It's not a hospital. It's an army. An army that doesn't use weapons of bullets and tanks, but love and grace and mercy. That's what the church was always meant and destined to be. Yes, we have a hospital core, but let's put it in the right place and in the right standing. We should strengthen our inner world. Now, let's talk about the world. Woo! Who wants your world to change the world? I do. I don't want to just stay focused on my inner being. I want to know that the changes I make today affect all of our tomorrows. That's what we want. We don't want to stay focused inwardly. We want our outward world to grow. So we stay in Ephesians and move on to one of my favorite scriptures, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who was able to do immeasurably more than we could dare ask, hope, or imagine. Woo! Now, guess what the word able means? In the Greek, dynamus. You know, something the Bible translators are translating that is able, but it actually means power. God has power to do immeasurably more. The word immeasurably is actually mentioned twice in the Greek, immeasurably, immeasurably. It doesn't translate very well, but God has power to do immeasurably, immeasurably. It's like, it's like God is trying to get us the point. No, no, God has more, more than you could ever think, hope, dream, imagine. How big is your imagination? If we can awaken the wonder, if we can awaken our imagination, imagine, imagine in six days, over a thousand Christians opening our brand new rehab center to do things like feed the homeless and the poor and then reach into the students. That's amazing. But that imagination started months and months and months ago. And now I'm realizing we got to increase our imagination because God has power to do immeasurably more than we can imagine. Who could ever think that a bouncer who was a bouncer that was there to, to stop fighting and the drunks and all that could get saved, baptized the Holy Spirit, and in our church? And now be there to turn up on the day to see more students reach. That's immeasurably more. We have to change our mindsets. When we look at the word of God and realize that God has an ever-increasing, expanding world. And it's upheld by his power. What that means is the moment you accepted Jesus Christ, your world starts to expand. Your world starts to grow. And the stronger you get in Christ the more opportunity and the more adventure and the more excitement you live in. But that's a connection. There's a, there's a source that you cannot cut. I have watched too many great young leaders, too many leaders, not just in the church, but in life and in business and in music, start strong, have a huge launch in their outer world, and then see it crumble into decay because of their inner world. And I realized if you want your outer world to keep growing and expanding, that you are actually lining up your desires with God's desires. God desires to bring increase. That's why it says in the book of Isaiah, of the increase of his peace, there shall be 
no end. The increase of his government, there shall be no end. Aren't you glad that you're saved, church? Aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us? You know, and I learned this years ago that Tommy Barnett preached a great message called Enlarge the Circle of Your Love. And enlarging the circle of love is exactly what we're doing right now. We're enlarging the circle of our love past the point we have ever been before. We're enlarging that circle. We're getting that circle stronger. And, and, and I've realized that, that this is where we grow. This is where we change. This is why we do what we do. Now, I want you to think for a moment to an Old Testament scripture, an Old Testament picture, because it's actually rele- so relevant to what I'm talking about. You see, when Abraham, in Genesis chapter 22, when Abraham was told by God, take your son, your one and only son, and sacrifice him, God challenged his inner world. That thought process to challenge his inner world was so difficult. It was so hard for him to get his mind around, God, why are you asking me this? And so what he did was he took up a bunch of wood, packed the wood up, and then he packed the wood on his son, packed it up, hauled it away for, three day, for two days, and then on the third day, put all the wood on a sudden they climbed up to the top of a mountain. His inner world was being challenged. His inner world was being turned upside down. Everything he loved, everything he valued, everything he thought was important was being so pinpointed by God. Now, God wasn't doing that because he wanted to destroy his inner world. No, God saw what his outer world was about to become. And he had to understand that his inner world was more important than what he could see. What he could only see was his outer world, the oppression, the enemies around him. But God was trying to get Abraham to understand if he could see this, then he would beat it. And he did. And that's why the book of Hebrews says about Abraham that he died having believed in the promise. He died having seen in his inner world what other people couldn't see in his outer world, which made him the father of faith. And for these past couple of years, when I've been driving by Wapping School, I have imagined so much. But you could be around the things of God and they're so routine and average and you're so familiar with them that you actually miss what God is trying to do. And so Abraham did what he knew to do. This is the first time in Genesis chapter 22 that the word worship was used. Right here in Genesis, to strengthen his inner being, to strengthen his outer world, Abraham worshiped. He said, I'm going to worship. It was never mentioned before in the Bible. And here's Abraham understanding that he was going to have to come to the most costly place of worship to give God his everything and his inner world. And this, we're going to close in a minute, this is how this amazing story finishes in verse 16. God said to Abraham, you have not withheld your son, your only son, and now I shall surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities, of their enemies, and through your offspring, all the nations on the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Do you see the connection between the worship in the inner world and the expansion in the outer world? The expansion in the outer world came because Abraham realized his inner being was gonna be strengthened and his outer world was gonna be expanded. Life Church, God wants to expand your outer world. He wants to expand you beyond to the point you've ever imagined in your life. Oh my gosh. Life Church, to expand your outer world, you have to sign up and say, I am going to grow my inner being. I'm going to ask for a commitment. 
I'm going to ask for homework. I'm going to ask you to get serious and intentional about strengthening your inner world. Because if you can strengthen your inner world, if you can get that strong, then your outer world is going to happen as a byproduct. It's going to change and it's going to grow and it's going to explode. And you're going to be like, oh, I don't believe this, Steve. I don't. Well, guess what? You got to have a conversation with your inner self. You got to start talking to your inner self and say, inner self, you better get your soul in line because there's breakthrough that's right here. It's, it's right here in my outer world. And guess what? When your breakthrough happens and your outer world expands, if you've not yet grown your character, if you've not handled your capacity for increase, you're going to let your breakthrough slip through your fingers. And the enemy's going to win. And I believe right now across our church, Life Church, across churches like ours all over the globe, the Holy Spirit wants to hand us breakthrough. He wants to hand us incredible things, amazing breakthroughs. And yet we're still focused on the same old grumbling and the same old complaining and the same old lack of recognizing what God is doing. And it's holding us back, church. It's holding you back. And it's time to say, hey, I've been in this church for a long time, but I refuse to allow negative grumbling or complaining enter into my relationships. It's just like that. If we can have the sense of recognizing it, then everything's going to change in our world. And I'm going to stay in this area. We're going to start a whole new series in October about dealing with real issues of the heart. But before we go there, we want to just pause and say, this is why we're doing what we're doing. We're going to strengthen our inner world. I believe God is sending us, going to send us a harvest. I believe a harvest is coming. And when our harvest comes, guess what? You better be ready. You better be ready. You better be ready for that promotion and that increase because God's about to do something incredible. And in your promotion and in your increase, when God gives it to you, and I'm going to come down so I can bring this home. When God gives you this increase, you better be ready for it, church. And I want you to understand God has a breakthrough with your name on it. He has, he has a ready for you, but, but if you're not in a place, I've got it. It's mine. I'm going to own it. I'm ready for this. I can handle it. My new phrase, my new catchphrase at Life Church is, I got this. I got it. I got it, Lord. I can handle this. I'm ready. My inner being strong. I got this. Are you ready to say, I got this? Have you got it? Are you like, I got this. I got this college. I got this promotion. I'm ready for this challenge. Can you say that? I hope you can say that. I hope you can say, I got this. I hope you can say, yeah, Steve, I'm ready for this. Uh, There's something on the inside that's exploding on the inside of me. And if you're here now in the sound of my voice and you're like, I'm ready to go home now. Ah, I'm ready for what comes next. Your inner being is not yet strong enough. I am so strong in my inner being. Can you feel that? I'm I'm ready for the next level. I'm ready. I am ready. Church, if I could talk off the record about what God is doing, you would be amazed. And, and I just brought whopping school in to say, church, you, okay, because we got the deal signed ready. Say, boom, there you go. Your inner being gets strengthened. There it is. See that? Church, we got something bigger coming. We got something way bigger than that. Way, way, way. Are you, can you sense that? Well, guess what you do? You pull that into your future. You, you, you pull it from, from the heaven and you pull it down like, I'm living in it. I'm walking in it. And you can't stand back and be apathetic anymore about it. you got to take it and seize it and own it and walk in it. That's why you frame your world by faith. Who's ready to reframe their world? That's about five of us. 
It's about five. I, I mean, this is how we change it, our inner being. When your inner being says yes and amen, it comes out your mouth. Are you ready for this, church? I'm, I'm not sure you are. I'm, I'm not sure you're ready. I'm not sure. Because when you're ready for it, you sense this, I got to stand up. I got, I got to dance. I, and you're like, oh, this is not very British. <sighs> joy, joy, joy just affects you. It just comes out of you. This is not American. It's not British. It's just joy. And, and guess what? When your inner being is strengthened, the Bible, and Jesus said this, the rivers of living water will flow out of you. Guess what that looks like? It looks like joy. I tell you, there was a moment when Shaw and I held each other on that beach, and we just danced. There was nobody else there. It wasn't weird. It was just me and her holding and dancing. We're thinking, God, what you're doing in our church is amazing. What you're doing in our life is amazing. I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to let joy come out. I'm going to stand in it, rejoice in it, and own it. And I'm not going to die and go to heaven without enjoying it here on the earth. And I'm saying that because we're like, oh my gosh, we, 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 we can build our own life. is what happens is you're like well okay i'm good for this and i'm and like okay i'm gonna jump up and i'm gonna stand i'm gonna i'm gonna applaud okay i'm excited that you're standing i'm glad that you're standing i'm glad you're responding but i don't know you've got it until you respond like this on a monday morning at 6 a.m in the morning and you're like i got this i got this i can't wait for my day i got this spirit comes on you and then you realize, oh my gosh, I need to get that book, Gordon McDonald, Order Your Private World. I need to order my private world. I need to read Failing Forward. I need to handle my failure. You build things into your life, yeah. the structure yeah. your life and change. This is how I roll, church. And I'm realizing, oh my gosh, God wants to double, triple your life. He wants your neighborhood saved. He wants your economy to change. He wants your children to fall in love with Jesus in a way you never dreamed about. He wants you to be used by God for healing on the streets, not in the church. And you're like, oh my gosh, me, yes, it is you. So you got to get this scripture in your being and let it be on your lips. It needs to be a confession where you say, now to him who is able, he has power to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Wow, is that your confession? Because that is my confession. And this is what happens when you have this kind of confession. God sends you a check for 150,000 pounds and you weren't expecting it. And with that, we expand it and grow it and we buy Whopping School. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? How should you strengthen your inner being? What steps should you take? Right now, just close your eyes right now. Holy Spirit, would you help articulate in each and every one? There's no condemnation. This is a condemnation-free zone. Here is the family of God. No condemnation for anyone here. Yes, we made mistakes in the past, but now, this morning, in this place, we are choosing to strengthen our any world. And we say to you, devil, we speak directly to you and say, we will not listen to your lies. We will not let lies affect our children or our friendships or our families. 
any longer. And we look for the fantastic. We believe for the fantastic. We use this word, we don't even like to say it because it's so immeasurably more than we can imagine. Fantastic. That God is able to do the fantastic? You have got to be joking. In the north of England, the fantastic? We're like, yeah, God, bring it on in Jesus' name. We want the fantastic in our church. The fantastic in our lives, Lord. That's what we're believing for. Come on, church, just lift your hands to heaven right now. God, we call things that are not as though they were the familiar in our lives. God, give us a new lens to look through, Lord, and let us see the fantastic, Lord, in our partners and in our friendships and in our city, Lord. Let it be the fantastic. We call it down from heaven. Let fantastic come to life, church, and to our lives, Lord. Let it be changed. Come on, somebody praise God right now. Just lift your voice. Hey, that's all we have time for now, but we would love to invite you to one of our four campuses, Bradford, Belfast, Leeds, or Warsaw, Poland. And if you can't come in person, drop us an email at hello at livechurchhome.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to pray for you, and we'd love to meet you in person. But until then, keep watching, and we'll keep praying for you, and we trust that God would continue to finish the perfect work that He's begun in your life. LEAD is a free one-day event for all those in leadership. It will be taking place on the 29th of September at 10 a.m. at our main Bradford campus. We're so thrilled to have Pastor Kevin Gerald all the way from Champions Church in Seattle, Washington to be with us and all of our leadership team for Life Church on the day. Hello, Life Church. You guys are an awesome, amazing, incredible, difference-making church. And we can't wait to be with you uh, real soon for the lead event coming up in the life of your church. Business leaders, I hope you'll come out and be a part as well as all the church leaders of Life Church. You've got amazing leadership right now. Your pastors uh, are world known and respected, Pastor Steve and Charlotte, and uh, our church loves them. And I can't wait to be a part of your world Again, we're going to have fun. It's going to be exciting. Be there for a weekend as well as your event. So coming soon. Can't wait to be with you guys. Here we're going to equip, inspire, and to build a generation to reach a generation. And we hope that you'll be able to join with us.